0: With trench gun today for a little quick interview we just happened to be on discord at the same time and thought hey why not do an interview
1: <laughs> that was that was pretty
0: hey i'm on right now you want to do it now <laughs> yeah something i've been meaning to ask you uh okay since we've known each other but i've been saving for an opportunity like this is what's What's your musical background? What does growing up in L.A. sound like to you? Because you seem to know about every genre, genre, particularly metal. And I am just want to poke your brain on where that comes from. Okay.
1: Uh, So growing up in Pico Rivera, California, it's a little suburb of L.A., uh, I, I had a big family, right? My older cousins were all into the Ramones and Cream and Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, and I grew up from like born in '72, and I grew up listening to that with these older cousins. My parents were also, you know, heavily into music, so I grew up listening to cumbias and Freddie Fender and the Tornado, you know, Texas Tornadoes, and all this just wide variety of music always in the house, uh, and over time. As I grew up around this stuff, I I also was introduced to early, early, early hip hop and rap. Uh, What was that? 77 hip hop, -hop, whatever that's, however that song goes. And and I got into break dancing and all that. So that's how I got introduced to hip hop. And then one day in middle school, uh, my sister's boyfriend at the time, who was into who was into more extreme metal, he, he showed me the Slayer Hell Awaits cover, just the cover of the LP. And I was like, wow, that's insane. It's like these people falling into hell and being torn apart by demons. Like, wow, whoa, that's nuts. And I listened to the music and it was just, it just clicked for me, right? So I got into extreme metal and hardcore punk that day. <laughs> and it's been the same ever since. I've never stopped listening to other genres of music. But my introduction to metal, extreme metal, was early on. I was about 12 years old. And it went from Slayer to Celtic Frost to the Misfits to Dead Kennedys to like all very quickly. And I spent my, my early years and teenage years Uh, In the L.A. hardcore scene, which was apparently just as violent and crazy as the New Jersey scene. Um, One of the more rough scenes that you could be part of at that time. Uh, So, yeah, so so I've had to deal with a lot of stuff as well as learn a lot of stuff about music. But my involvement with music goes back to about 1987. Napalm Death had just released the Scum LP, and a bunch of my friends and I got into it. Four of them were in a band together. And they were looking for somebody to fill a vocal spot. I said, I'll try it. And from that day uh, that they came over to my house, and we got in my garage, and we jammed out, we were a band. We were called Vomiting Infestment. <laughs> and, uh <laughs> We were one of four bands in the San Gabriel Valley, East LA area that played that fast and that extreme where all these long haired kids playing hardcore punk, basically, but super sped up and, and, you know, blast beats and, and 30 second, our our claim to fame was we could play uh, 60 songs in 30 minutes. (laughs) It was insane, dude. And, and and we really did that <laughs> we really did play about 60 songs in a 30 minute set and um, after that man it was just it was off and on i i played drums for a punk band called resistant exist in the early 90s i fronted a band called strange karma around the same time and then i focused on school heavily and dropped out of the music scene for a good long while i ended up joining the army moved on. And it wasn't until 2006 that that old band V.I. wanted uh, vomiting infestment V.I. Uh, they wanted to get back together. So I rejoined them. But there were some issues with uh, one of the guitarists and his girlfriend and there was some ugliness. So I left. I didn't want to be part of that. I, I at the time I was a correctional officer and I couldn't have that kind of thing going on. So I, I left and I didn't do music again until about 2015. An old friend of mine, the bass player from that band strange karma kept trying to get me to like, yeah, come on, come on over, come on over. We'll work on some music. And I was like, nah, bro. I'm like kind of done with that. At the end of 2015, he finally convinced me to do it. And we started this prog rock thing. Uh, basically tool deftones, all those kind of bands. We were writing like that. Epic songs, off time signatures, off meter stuff. And then one, I was also drinking very heavily at the time. And one drunken night, we sat down and we, you know, those big ass notepads for like meetings, right? They fit on an easel, and you can write real big on them. Well, we filled one about seven rows at the top, and then top to bottom, and we just came up with separate band names and and song concepts, just on a whim. You know, we just we just all drunk, <laughs> and we so we did it. And two things stood out. One was. One was a parody band that we thought about doing, but we couldn't do it. I won't even say it now because um, it's pretty offensive, but it would have been a parody band making fun of what's offensive, but nobody would have got it in the current environment. Nobody would have understood what we were trying to do. We would have had to wear costumes and hide our identity and not get beat up that way. And uh, the other one was a war metal band that I said, yeah, it could be war metal and we'll mix it with industrial it'll be like nine inch nails and ministry but it'll be all world war one and world war two themed and we'll call it trench gun yeah you right and you get that drunken yeah okay cool you know and uh and my buddy's like well what would be what would be one of the song titles what's the first song you would want to write and i i just wrote down bayonet ballet and uh oh, and that man. was the birth of trench gun man um In about 2019, 2020, just on a drunken whim, we were going to spend just, this was supposed to be like a one-off, like a year, maybe at the most, where we just did this little project. But it turns out that the old project is the one that had to be set aside. And Trench Gun is where I personally uh, flourished because I had so much to say, not just you know, I, I have a degree in history. I'm a, I'm a trained researcher in, in the realm of history, historical research. So when I, when I first went about writing trench gun songs, it was, all, it was all World War I themed. And then it was World War II, and then it was Korea and Vietnam, and then it was current events, and, and it's pretty much what it is now uh, in a very short amount of time. And that is my entire
0: background. that is awesome i mean that is really (laughs) refreshing to hear because i've been curious about that um, for a while another thing i've been curious about is i want to hear from the source what is war metal what is industrial metal and can you provide examples of each
1: uh war metal is basically a, a themed concept of of extreme metal right so you got bands like bolt thrower for instance from the from the time of their inception uh, up to the time of their drummer's death and and the dissolution of the band, uh, they concentrated on just just basically talking about conflict, war, battles, fighting, and it started. They they were on. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Games Workshop. It's a it's a games company in the UK. Warhead exactly and they did a warhammer themed warhammer 40k themed uh album like two or three releases right so about the first three four years of their existence it was with games workshop and after they separated they went to Earache records and and other you know other other stuff but they did like uh, uh what was it honor valor and pride right that was the name of one album in like 2001 or so and, and it's all, again, it's about conflict. It's about, it, one's called uh, one song, that's like the opening track, I think it's called Contact, Wait Out. That's what you would call out if you're on recon and you like see an enemy and you think they're too close to you you don't want to be seen. You say, okay, I got contact. Wait for a response or wait for a report, out. And you go silent, you go radio silent. That's all you say is contact, wait, out. And that's the name of one of their tracks, right? So whoever was writing lyrics for them was was really in tune with what was going on in the military world, uh, at least as far as that went. Then they had another album called The Fourth Crusade, and it's all about the Fourth Crusade of the Middle Ages. So that's war metal. Industrial metal is ministry, uh, godflesh, bile, meat hook seed, uh, nine inch nails, mixing elements of rock or heavier rock with more dance elements, uh, akin to industrial. But you take these things and you, uh, and you combine them. And in the case of Al Jurgensen with ministry and Trent resident with nine inch nails, those guys were taking samples from household items and tools and the washing machine, you know, power drill or, you know, all these different things that they would just make noise with them and then put them together in a rhythmic pattern. And then, and then incorporate those samples into their music. And, and that's like the whole industrial thing, right? Was, was those kind of uh, elements. But it was also very dancey at the same time because you're thinking like, you know, early industrial, you got like work. Ministry before they were heavy was a dancey band, right? So basically what I did was I took elements of war metal and elements of industrial metal and electronic dance music, EDM, hip hop, uh, new metal and I and, and all these guys had pioneered all that stuff already. I just took what they did and I just lumped it all together in one package, and that's that's how that's how we did it.
0: That's great. You know, I I kind of do the same similar thing with a bunch of different genres within the same genre. Uh, I feel by collaborations. Uh Yeah you've been part of some collaborations recently uh can you talk about those
1: Uh, i had one going on with one's basically ongoing it's with Grimrock. i don't know if you remember that guy uh yeah from from the album writing club uh him and i every now and again we'll we'll get together and he'll do some leads for me or he'll do some synth work and we talk off and on about you know, just continuing collaborations, and it's like a, it's an ongoing thing with us. Uh, Louis Tivy, uh, who I met through Underground Adrenaline Underground, turns out he was in the the Royal Signal Corps. He was in the British Army uh, while we first met. Like he was still a soldier. I'm an ex soldier, and we bonded over that. And him and I have worked on a couple of projects together. Uh, who else? There have been here and there other ones. Uh, Morpheus, I uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him from uh, the Detroit area. He's actually done some mixing and mastering, and and we've talked about collaborations as well. Uh, and and so we you know we work on them, and they, and then all four of us had a project uh, that we haven't really done anything with yet uh, called Truck Stop Romance. It's like a punk project. And and I'm still waiting on on Tivy and Grimrock to 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 put their songs in. I've already got like four songs And Morpheus is handling all the mastering and mixing. He wants to do drums on a couple of songs. So 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 yeah, man. Like and I'm open to doing even more. Like I wanted to collaborate with you because uh, I've. Oh, told it'll you. it'll happen, all,
0: brother. It'll happen. It's yeah, just, yeah. I'm uh, hoping, man,
1: because a good song is
0: yeah, that's all it takes. It's just the right song.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree uh, because you know we've talked many times about music over the, over the course of our knowing each other, and and I'm gonna say it for everybody that's listening is that you and Carrie have have some of the best takes on country rock and country western music I've ever heard, and I grew up listening to Hank Williams and and Hank Williams the second, I grew up listening to those guys and. I gotta say, I'm having you know my beanie off to you, bro, because because you guys really are it, and I would love to do something like that because it's outside of my realm of experience, right? It's outside of what I normally do, and I would like to try, you know expand my horizons a little bit. So I'm just throwing it out there, bro. Whenever whenever you feel up to it, you know, let's let's do some work. It'd be fun. It'd
0: be a lot of fun. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm all down for that i know carrie is too you're actually closer to what carrie grew up listening to uh than me i i hit when i hit uncle tupelo it was like all uh weed and campfires and country music and you know carrie carrie went off into the grunge thing and and uh did a lot of alternative rock so but uh before I let you go, I just want to talk about your new projects. You just sent released a song. I got an email. I listened to it. I really like how the guitars and the drums kind of chang, chang, chang together. And uh talk about some of your new stuff.
1: Well, I, I um we're on the same label, right? Only the label. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh work working with those cats and for for 2024, I wanted to hit the ground running and hit it running hard, right? So I put together a six-song EP right at the be- right in January, and now I'm working on a second EP for February, possibly the end of this month. I've already got two tracks out. So "Suffering" is out there. That's that. That's the EP that's already done floating around, and now I have two songs that just came out. One's called "Control Freak," and the other one is called "I Can't Feel Anything." Control Freak is uh, basically about my youngest daughter's mom because I'm just going to leave it at that. (laughs) And, and I can't feel anything was inspired by conversations between my friend Dennis. He lives in Missouri. He has severe depressive episodes uh, similar to my own. And you and I have talked about depression and, and mental health challenges And overcoming them and living with them. My buddy is also living with what he makes me look like a wimp when it comes to what he's going through. And so I can't feel anything is his understanding of what his emotional state constantly is with the anhedonia and the and the detachment and the lack of and the lack of emotion going into anything, he just he just will spend hours and hours and hours in a room staring at a wall or a screen or not doing anything. And and it breaks my heart because he like, he's the nicest guy. He's a sweet guy. It just, it's just he's got issues. And I have issues similar, not as deep, but I do have similar issues. So I, I related to him on that level and I wrote a song for him inspired by him hopefully to help other people understand that this is what it's like to live with severe depression with major depressive disorder.
0: Yeah. We talk about mental health. Like you said, uh, we also sing about it. Um, you know, we've got, you know, songs about addiction, songs about being bipolar songs about, uh, isn't that just wonderful? Uh, to me, that we can do that in a musical form. Um, yes. Yeah. I don't know, man. That just what a great note to end on. Uh, <laughs> but well,
1: uh, I'm gonna piggyback on your note, man. That that it's great to have this outlet because without it, I don't know what I would do.
0: Yeah, I would probably be in a lot of trouble, honestly. <laughs> uh, It keeps me out of trouble, is what I say all the time. Music. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to end it here. Yes, sir. Thank you, John Torres, for coming on the show, Trench Gun.